0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alexandro Bernabe completes his move to Celtic. The Park manager explains the delay over Antonio Collac and Hearts win their opening pre-season friendly. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Wilson. Just about to move into July, Andrew, and transfers are starting to get done and transfer rumours are starting to get closer. Teams in pre-season uh, and leaving the country. Exciting times for fans because what has been talked about and rumoured all summer start to come to fruition they get to see their team as well in action and how the new players adapt to their new surroundings and the season draws ever closer only three weeks away am I right three or four weeks away yeah, yeah. so getting ever closer yeah loads happening today Celtic signing Alexandro Bernabe uh, Christopher Julian's deal to Schalke that's collapsed Jota is in Glasgow as well a bit of clarity on the potential move for Antonio Collac to Rangers as well so plenty on the go and we want to hear from you on any of those topics or anything else you want to chat to us about 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB and it's always interesting these days during the summer because sometimes not a lot happens there's other days where there's loads happening and today is one of those busy days Mark well it must be a nightmare for you when you come <laughs> And day after day nothing quite happens and you have to chat about rumours all the time but you're right today Alexandro Bernabe eventually signed because it's been one it's it's dragged on a bit in terms of he was mentioned then it went a bit quiet but eventually he's at Celtic Park um, and on the face of it it looks a very very good deal for Celtic signing a left back in a five year deal um, 21 years old seems to fit the model that Celtic uh, like to go for these days Speaking to somebody last week About him now I've got to admit I'm probably like a lot of people We don't watch a lot of South American football really um, So you get to see his U- YouTube clips And bits and pieces But I was speaking to somebody Who's watched him intensely And said It described exactly the player he was You know Quick Forward thinking Loves to attack Everything that you would expect A Celtic fullback to be And I'm pretty sure The Celtic fans will be Pretty excited about the prospect of him joining up and to get it done just at this point is the season as well. Just into pre season, the first couple of days, allowing him to get in and meet his teammates and go to Austria and then take part in the pre season games if everything gets cleared up, I think uh, is an important part of a transfer. I think every manager would love the full squad assembled as soon as he can. So to get him in the building as soon as possible. Uh, it's a great plus point for Celtic well, Let's hear from you at home 01419511025 If you want to get in touch Just the finer details on that Bernabe transfer The 21 year old becomes the first ever Argentinian player To play for Celtic He signed in a 5 year deal And the fee from Lannis, uh, or Going to Lannis Looks to be about £3.75 million pounds. So that is a, is a decent outlay For a that young is. player mark isn't it? Certainly is um, I mean only only three and a quarter million over what they paid for me at the same age so it shows what they think of me and what they think of him That's it. it's inflation uh, though isn't it well, so it's, if you take that money living, then it's basically the same mate, now, cost it? of living these days exactly think what I would have been but uh, it is for a 21 year old like he's playing in a very good league very competitive league we've seen I mean, some of the world's great players come out of that part of the country. I'm amazed it's the first Argentinian that Celtic have signed. I just, I don't know, just assumed over the years mm-hmm. there would have been another one. Interesting to see how they adapt 
to to life at Celtic. You know, it's his his first foray into this part of the world. Sometimes people just take to it. Um, we were chatting, or I was chatting about Emilio Izagiri and how uh, he took to it coming here, and it was a perfect fit for him. And I just wonder if he'll be the the exact same. Sometimes it doesn't work for others, but I mean, he's a young player. The way he plays, he looks like he's got that desire, that drive behind him. And you certainly need that straight from the, the off at Celtic. And I'm sure the Celtic fans will give him every chance to succeed. Yeah, because we don't often see players coming directly from the Argentinian league into yeah. Scottish football. At 21, it's a it's a big move for yeah. him to make it at that age as well. But, you know, clubs do their proper research and they don't only look into exactly what player they're getting they'll look into the personality of the player and how they feel they'll settle into the club as well well that's why he says uh, I think the Celtic fans will give him every chance to succeed because I would hate to think this young kid will be judged in the first six months of the season I get it, fans getting patient especially at Celtic and Rangers because his players are brought in to make an impact right away but he's 21 years old he's coming through you know lands far away different culture Different weather, different surroundings. It may take him some time. I mean, oh, I mean, he may be like the um, Kyogo and Hitati and guys like Atmaeda who just take to it no problem. But he's slightly younger than these guys, so maybe take a wee bit of time to get used to. But he's certainly got the attributes. The attributes are there, and that's the key thing. And I'm sure he's got a a team round about him. That'll make him feel welcome in this country. Well, let's hear from you. 01419511025. Let's hear a bit from Alexandro Bernabe speaking today through a translator. So, the first thought that I had when I heard about interest, very hopeful. Hopefully, this is going to come to fruition because I was really looking forward to play for Celtic. So it wasn't it wasn't needed for me. I didn't need to speak to anyone. If the the, 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 the transfer was going to happen, I was already made up my mind and I was going to come regardless. They're going to see so, uh, a kind of player that is aggressive, that has a lot of personality, and that always gives his best for the team and will defend um, uh, the Celtic jersey. It's going to make me grow a lot. The style of play, being very aggressive, very offensive, very attacking, is something that you know, I, I, I like and I also uh, do well in that style. So I'm going to learn a lot and, and I'm also going to be growing as a player. From what I've seen, from what I've heard, there's about 60,000 people in that stadium, so I can't wait to feel that adrenaline and to feel that atmosphere which like to play in front of the, the fans. You hear that a lot from players, no matter where they're coming from in the world, when Celtic and Rangers are involved, they always end up talking about the, the atmosphere that they've yeah. they've heard from, whether it's other players or whether they've seen videos of it, that always seems to be a big draw. Uh, it certainly is, and it should be, because they're so unique. Pretty good uh, atmospheres in Argentina, I've got to say, some <laughs> of the games I've seen there. Um, like he's saying all the right things or in fact he could have been saying anything there <laughs> that translator could have been making any of that up there I was more bogged in with where his accent was from he, he went from one part of the world to the other very <laughs> impressed with that but uh, look he, he will be excited I mean Celtic fans all over the world you know and it's a worldwide club now you know people get access to these remarkable um, games at Celtic Park and the atmosphere it brings whether it's against Rangers or European football so players are well aware of it and players want to sample it the top players in the world who have came to Celtic Park 
all go away saying the same thing. So for this young kid to come and actually be a part of that with a five-year contract ahead of him, he must be, you know, blown away by that and the thought of getting out there and playing. He'll be excited and he'll be desperate to get pre-season out of the way to get the real stuff come the end of July so he can actually get there in front of a full house at Celtic Park It was a position that Celtic needed to strengthen it looked pretty clear on that going into the window but especially when you look at the business they've done in terms of Liam Scales going out on loan to Aberdeen Adam Montgomery's gone out on loan to St Johnston Volleyball and Golly looks miles off the squad as well <laughs> and yeah. they needed another option in there with Greg Taylor because yeah. I, I'm not sure Ange Postacoglu would have wanted another season of, of having to maybe drag Josip Juranovic over to the left again No, no, I certainly wouldn't um, they, have to, they had to have more balance in their side this year than they did last year especially in that back four I think it's unfair as well to ask Juranovic to, to go and play at left back even though he strolled it but I just think it's unfair when he's so good at right back so Greg Taylor said numerous times that he does a good job for Celtic I like him I think the Celtic fans have let, I think he's won the Celtic fans over um, but they needed that position filled and you need two players two top players for every position to drive competition and that's what it'll do it'll make Greg Taylor's game better and if Bernabe gets his shirt gets a nod right away then Taylor will be there to push him all the way also You touched on that earlier on just the, the business getting done quickly mm. when it comes to Celtic and we saw it in January that they had three players through the door before the window had even opened I think it was the 31st of December that they got announced then this time round we're not even into July yet that's tomorrow and Celtic already have Cameron Carter-Vickers sorted Benjamin Segrist is through the door Alexandro Bernabe is through the door Jota is in Glasgow so it looks as if it's another window where Ange Postacoglu is able to get his targets in yeah. the door as, as quickly as he wanted to Smart of the manager really I mean how many managers have we seen at Celtic who are strong individuals and I've been there with some of them but they sometimes don't get what they want because there's somebody upstairs maybe in control of things and maybe dragging things out and negotiating over the finer details I think this tells you everything you need to know about Ange Postacoglu and where he stands at Celtic at the minute I think he's firmly in control I get he'll have to go through certain channels to get these things done but I think the Celtic board and the hierarchy have gave him the go ahead whatever he says they will go and do it and get it done quickly and when he says he wants a player in they go ahead and do it now the Jota thing's obviously dragging on a wee bit but that might just be finer details you mentioned he's in Glasgow so I don't expect much more hold up of that but the signings he's got in so far from January have all been done swiftly Is that as a manager you kind of need to earn your stripes and earn your trust at the club that maybe in the first transfer window you might be backed but the club will still have an idea of exactly kind of what players they, they maybe want to bring in or the recruitment team want to bring in and as the transfer windows go on and you can you know it's evident that you can be trusted and you've really got an eye for a player and you've not let the club down so far that the club will then just start to back you more and, and trust you more when you're I, going to sort of different yeah. areas of the world to go and pluck but players I, from. I think that in the normal run of things in the normal scheme of things anybody else that is the the run of the mill thing I think you do have to earn your stripes I think last year with Ange Postacoglu it was slightly different I think everybody connected with Celtic knew what a mess it was and when this guy came in and Ange Postacoglu and when he was interviewed um, and he's very strong in these interviews we see what a presence he has now I'm pretty sure he would have stated look if I'm coming here this is what I need to turn this club around they've agreed to it and I think it's going to continue that way I, I, I keep saying it on here he will get one or two wrong. There's no doubt about it because it's impossible to get every signing right. But 
If he gets more right than he does wrong Then it will continue He will get what he wants Well let's hear from you at home 01419511025 John is a Celtic fan up first John are you delighted that that Bernabe deal is all sorted? I think it's a good It was Mark said a great sign We'll push Greg Taylor And both he'll, he'll push The two of them will push each other Hopefully into playing well hey, See before I start can I, can I wish my wee boy Keen a happy checking birthday tomorrow Happy birthday Keen There'll be two tomorrow Okay Just before okay, Happy that. birthday Keen Happy birthday Happy birthday Keen will be two tomorrow Hi Mark What my point was is, uh, Tonight Was uh, Obviously in his day He was a great player James McCarthy But I don't know, do you think Celtic is, is uh, what you call it, would be as well trying to get a couple of pounds back from? Because I don't think the guy has a future anymore, Matt. Because I think the guys like this, Adaguchi as well, obviously he didn't really feature much because he's injuring that. And that's my first point, Matt. Has, has John maybe answered his own question there? Because he's saying, why don't Celtic try and get a, you know, a bit of money back for him? But will it be tough for Celtic to get a good bit of money for James McCarthy this summer just based on the first season he had at Celtic I, I think there's no chance in him getting any money back for McCarthy and I mean that in the nicest way you know he's he's not getting any younger he, he came in um, he's been injury, injury prone for a couple of years he came in he, he was a bit part player and even at that he didn't particularly pull up any trees when he, he got his chance I think he's had a wonderful career he has and a, a brilliant footballer but maybe injuries have taken its toll I don't know has he got that drive still but Celtic decided at that time they needed some experience in there and they needed someone who could keep possession of the ball they could you know put an arm around younger players and I believe he's he's done that to a certain extent but I don't think he's lived up to what they maybe thought in terms of playing every game or a replacement maybe for Scott Brown that older head in there in terms of getting any money, who's who's going to come in and pay for him? He's he's on what he was on a four year deal. Is he a year into that now? Of course, it's going to be very difficult to shift. I think that's up to James McCarthy personally. If he's sitting there every week and he's serious about wanting to play football, he may love the club, but as I say, he's not getting any younger. You know, he's he, his window for playing games is is getting smaller. So I think that would be driven by him saying to the manager. I want to go out and play and if anything happens I guess that would be a loan deal somewhere John? I, I agree with you just that obviously I don't think we would get no mega money from it just even a couple of pound back I mean I know they didn't pay in for him but it's just I don't think as I said you said Mark he's, the guy was a fantastic player and he's doing he's a great career but as I say I don't think he's got a, a future anymore but my other point Mark was uh, I've been on the blogs today and obviously and a couple of times I've heard the guys that are quite well known about Celtic Apparently one of the stories going about is that Benfica want between 60 and 70% sell-on fee for Jota. That, uh, to me, that is a no-go for Celtic, you know what I mean? I'll be honest, Mark, I don't think any club has ever had between 60 and 70% <laughs> of a sell-on clause. I, I, think the, I think the figure is 30%. I think that is the, the talk of what has been agreed between the clubs and, and needed to be a, agreed for it to go through, which is still a, a fair whack That's of, of a percentage going forward. But yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say it would never be between 60 and 70%. No, well, what's the point if that's the case? Um, just keep them alone uh, and then call them back and sell them yourselves. Uh, 30% is still incredibly high. Now, you'll know better than me, Andrew. Has that been agreed before he came on loan or is that still to be agreed 
at the minute is that the hold? I, th- I think that's something that can be agreed later on I think the fee is something that's agreed on the actual right. sort of loan to buy agreement last summer I think that's a sort of variable that can be um, discussed this summer Well it's quite a big variable I, I mean I there's no doubt in my mind Jota is a star I think he showed that last year when he came it's alright having all the tricks and flicks and turns in the world but if you've got no end product then you know you're a one trick pony really he has got the end product he's got assists and goals now if he has another season like he did last season I wouldn't be surprised if someone in England are looking to take him away and that is just the nature of football Celtic fans don't like to hear that Rangers fans pretty similar but that is the nature of football if Celtic have to part with 30% of whatever they get from him in a year or two or whenever then it's an awful lot of money the fact that they're accepting it does that Maybe show a bit of confidence that they think that they will be able to make quite a big profit on him. Um, yes, that and probably we cannot let this deal fall through. I mean, the Celtic fans are adamant that they want him here. It's it was there almost in black and white last Christmas that the the buy option was there and the figure was there and the Celtic fans are screaming at that time. Get him signed up. You know who cares how his second half of the season is, and it even got better. And then if it falls through, I mean, the, the the fans would not be happy. So it maybe shows the the strong position Benfica are in to, to realise that the Celtic board can't knock this guy back because there'd be an uproar from their own supporters. It's another decent outlay as well that Celtic will be putting out for, for Jota because that's about six and a half million. It was six plus million for Cameron Carter-Vickers, just under four million for Bernabe. So it shows that Ange Postacoglu has been back so far on this transfer window, yeah. but that's the beauty of making it directly into the Champions League group stage is that the money is there to spend. Well, that's it. Um, it's the beauty of having that past season behind you. Know, you know, with Carter-Vickers and Jota, you're not gambling six million and hoping they come in and gel with their teammates and hit the ground running I mean they've already done all that so there is no real gamble if you're paying 6 million for what they showed last year I think that's a bargain all day long we look at the other 6 million pound players that came to this country and some of them haven't performed anywhere near what those two guys did last year so it's not a gamble but you're right it's a lot easier if the Champions League money is sitting there and you can just dip into it and say we'll have a bit more of what we had last season this season granted the big games well thank you to John we'll be taking a look at the situations with Christopher Julian and Antonio Kolak after the break so give us a call on 01419511025 you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB and I think I've officially been initiated as a full on member of the Clyde Super Scoreboard team today Mark I've only been here five years or so and see at the start of summer Uh I was handed a a personalised mic muff to to (laughs) use in the studio (laughs) right And, (laughs) and it says on it Said on it, Gordon Duncan. Printed on it, Gordon Duncan. That was my welcome to doing the show Aww, this summer. An old recycled one. And eventually, an old recycled one, yep. And eventually, today, producer Callum came up and he's now scored out Gordon Duncan and in a white highlighter has just put Andy McLean. Not that I even get known as Andy, but I think he couldn't be bothered <laughs> even spending the time to write my full name that he's just gone for, Andy McLean. So hey, there we go. You've made it. That's you. That's it. You are now a, a well-known presenter. Big presenter time. Presenter Andy. Oh, aye. 
I'll be pretending not call, to. Call no Andy if you've got any points. Anybody? Get in touch with Andy. Do that on oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's go back to the phones. John is a Celtic fan in Carntine. John, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, how you doing, guys? All good, John. Good stuff. Um, basically, my point is what you're saying there about Jota and the, the cell phone calls. Uh-huh. Um, you said it's, you reckon it's around thirty percent of that. Um, to be honest, if that's what it is, that's still a very, very good deal for someone like Jota's quality. Where, like, when you look at his goals and assists, his overall performances, and when you pair that next to Real Abado on the other side, like both of them are a massive reason for why Celtic won the league last season. So even even if that's the sell-on cause, it's still a very good price for Celtic. Benfica still get a lot of money when he eventually moves on. And even if even if Benfica wanted to keep Jota, like there's no way you'd be getting anywhere near Celtic on loan if he was in their plans anyway. So it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, that is the, the model that Celtic have been working by for a long, long time, bringing players for... Uh, a low fee or a relatively low fee in comparison to what they think they could potentially sell them on for in the future Celtic have clearly seen enough in the last season that they think this deal is worth doing this summer and we've seen Celtic do it time and time again with players making that profit and they'll be hoping that Jota and, and John says you know Leila Bada will be players that they can do that with in the future Well they will I, I don't think there's any doubt about that they buy these players so young uh, and they, you've got a give the manager credit because he plays them and uh, then the players credit of course because they perform like the the club won't the club or, or the manager shouldn't be thinking at this moment in time about, about sell-ons you know that's probably for people like us to speculate and look further down the line the manager the players and the club should just be thinking about them bringing success at the minute but you know it's then further down the line it's 30% is a, an awful lot of money Um but look, John will be one of thousands of fans who probably couldn't care less because they care about the immediate success that Jota could bring. And I suppose that's the right way of looking at it in terms of a business model. At the end of the day, whenever he moves on, if he moves on, then the guys upstairs will, will crunch your figures and say, this is a large portion we're giving back for a player. But by that time, if you're selling them for big money, he's probably earns you that much in terms of where he's got to you in trophies and Champions League so probably with John it probably is a, a good bit of business John how are you feeling about Celtic's business so far Bernabe coming in today as Celtic's third signing it looks as if Shota will follow him pretty quickly as well I'm really excited um, I like this idea of how Andrew's getting the business done early it's a fun even back to the days of Martin O'Neill where it was waiting until pretty much the last minute to rush things through and things off the end up as a damn squid. So between the last two and three transfer windows now, it looks like, um, it's night and day compared to what we're used to as Celtic fans. Um, Benabe looks like an absolute cracker of a signing. Um, I've seen a few clips of him in YouTube and stuff and it looks like a left-sided Juranovic, which is really, really exciting. Is there many Mark Wilson highlight packages on YouTube? Just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> no, many. I've never searched. I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think you find many. Uh, but Bernabe, I mean, the amount of Celtic fans that will be searching all these online videos to see how good he is. Uh, of course, 
Almost everybody shows up good in these highlight video packages. But like I was saying, I was speaking to someone um, from down south who was looking to sign him as well. And they gave him a glowing report. And the club obviously didn't bid for them. But um, they knew far more about him over a, a longer period of time than watching five-minute YouTube videos and describe exactly the player he was. And that just fits the model. It fits the model that... One, that Celtic want the, uh, their full-backs to play historically, but most importantly, how Ange Postacoglu wants his team to play. Full of energy and pace, the ability to take the ball and tight positions. It's him in a nutshell. So he should fit in, but like I said before, it may take him time. It might not be the first five games he's man of the match, and I hope the Celtic fans understand that. What's next then, John? Bernabe is over the line. Jota's in Glasgow. What do you feel Ange Postacoglu needs to do next this summer to add to that? Um, probably another centre-half. Just, um, it, well, for whatever reason, Ange doesn't seem keen on Julian because the deal for Schalke has fell through and it looks like they're trying to get him out of the door to another club, which is a pity because I'm, I'm a massive fan of Julian. I was really excited at the thought of him partnering Carter Vickers but looks like him and Starfield are just that good together so another centre half and maybe some extra cover is centre forward as well because there was a point last season where both Kyogo and Chukamakis was injured so you're left with Albion Ayeti who hasn't worked out for or false nines like Abada or at points Maeda where he's wasted through the middle yeah well John touches on Christopher Julian there which was an interesting story today because yesterday it looked as if he was all set to sign for Schalke he did his medical personal terms then couldn't be agreed and then he was on his way back to Glasgow and Celtic are now going to have to find another solution and is that mm. a bit awkward as a player yeah. when you have sort of agreed with the player that they can <laughs> leave yep. whether it's the player that wants to leave whether it's the, the club that don't want him there yeah. and now he's back at the club and they kind of need to make sure that there is another avenue for him to, to go out or else it may be an awkward situation of, of him still being there come the end of the transfer window it certainly is it's like any any employment Andrew that if your boss comes and says like you're no longer needed here you say okay that suits me fine you go to another company you agree everything you're thinking brilliant and then it falls through and you end up back in the building exact same for football players like I was there when my final year at Celtic and I went to Leeds now I went down there I didn't particularly want to go, but the club wanted me to go. And I failed my medical because of my knee. And I came back up the road and they were not happy. Um, just with not the full situation. Again. I know, we thought we got rid of him <laughs> and he's back. Um, but, I mean, there's n- I was unavoidable. But I knew the club and everybody connected with the deal wasn't happy because we'd all kind of made peace with it in certain ways that the club knew who they were going for. The money... I suppose that was saved from my wage could have brought in someone else or 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 went to someone else's wages that just came in and it's an awkward situation so where does it leave Julian? Well I don't know uh, because he may just come back to Celtic and decide well look I tried to go I couldn't agree I'll fight for my place here it's not up to Julian to go I mean Julian will want to play football but at least Celtic in a slightly awkward position especially if Ange Postacoglu wants to bring in another centre-half and another multi-million pound centre-half who then commands wages that Julian may be on. Although Celtic's got this Champions League money, it's not an endless pot of money. They still need to trade wisely and that might just hold things up. 
Well, thank you to John 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Let's turn our attentions to Antonio Colac because we've heard a lot about him and his proposed move to Rangers. We've heard news of bids being rejected, bids being accepted, personal terms being agreed. Park being reluctant to let him go and we've had a bit of clarity today because Park's manager Raz Van Lechescu has actually come out and spoken about the striker's situation he confirms the striker has been made an offer by a good club but says they'll be left short if they let him go right now I can tell you because you asked me and you need a different answer I can tell you that uh, I know about an offer for uh, Antonio in a good club an offer that uh, for him could be important on the same time if Antonio uh, leaves next days uh, for us it will be a problem because uh, we'll remain with uh, one striker the official games uh, are coming and as you as you understand uh, it's not easy to bring uh, players you need time you need uh, time for negotiations money not money uh, players that are available players that uh, uh, have to to be in a chemistry with us so these are the two the two aspects and are not uh, so easy to be solved yeah mark there had been plenty of question marks surrounding this deal that's been sort of cleared up to some extent now that essentially Palak look as if they'd be willing to let him go but not right now because they'll only have one striker if he does go so it's now a situation for rangers where they either wait and see what happens with Park or do they then decide you know what this is turning into a bit of a saga we then need to sort of investigate what else we can do to try and solve this always striker think situation it's, always think it's dangerous Andrew if you're relying on another club or waiting on another club to fill a place for you to get your player I mean because how desperate are they I mean he wasn't there last year so I mean how desperate can they be I think that's hugely frustrating for Kolak himself, he'll probably be thinking this is a, a great opportunity for me to go. I'm, I'm not really required here. I think it's more a message. That was a message for Palk's board, from the manager. Often we hear that, you know, saying I need players in and I'm not accepting anything or letting anybody go, even if they're not part of my squad, unless I get players in. Um, but if you're Rangers and, you know, you see the business Celtic are doing at the the, the start of this transfer window or the start of pre-season should I say then Van Bronckhorst will, will want similar he'll want his players in before the pre-season tour or during the pre-season tour to get to know the other players and to play a part in the pre-season so if they're if they're really 100% on this guy if they think that he can challenge Morelos in the way that E10 should have then they will wait I suppose or they might just force the issue and up the ante with the money I always think it's dangerous when you're allowing others to make your mind up for you 01419511025 is the number Craig and Cumbernauld is dialed Craig what are you making of Rangers transfer business at the moment? How are we doing gents? Um, yeah, I've got to be honest with you I'm a little bit frustrated by it I think when you look at the fact that we're only what five weeks away now until the first league game of the season takes place because it's the uh, the last weekend in July I think isn't it? And um, you know for us to be in a situation where there's not been really a lot of movement is incredibly frustrating because I I expected that with Van Bronckhorst you know coming in this being his first proper transfer window um, as manager because you know I think January especially when he just came through the door about a month earlier was not an ideal time for him so you thought right he might look to offload a few get a couple in and kind of put his stamp 
on the squad. But right now, as it stands, when we you know play our next match, the bulk of, of what's there is still going to be pretty much Steven Gerrard's team and not Van Bronckhorst's. And the frustration comes when you see what Celtic are doing on the other side because, I mean, you know they're coasting along just nicely by the sense that you know they've, they've made an addition, they're getting players that they had on loan last season to to sign up to keep them. Um, Strengthened, but you know, by the time the season starts, they'll have spent more money. Um, you know, which just in the last year that Ange Postacoglu has been there will probably exceed collectively about forty million pounds. So, when you see all of that and our movement so stagnated and slow, and you know, Kolak, I think would be a good signing, but I think surely somewhere there has to be a plan B. You know, what's the next option after that? Because we've got Champions League qualifiers and stuff coming up. And for me, we need a couple of bodies through the door before they're played, if we're going to get through. Because <clears throat> I don't know, um, even with Morelos, for example, I don't know how his fitness is. If you can ask him just to jump straight in after, a, you know, obviously he'll play in pre-season, I'm assuming. But these are all the questions. It's why we need players in. And all right, OK, John Suter's there. But we already knew that for January. So it's... I don't know. It's a bit frustrating when you're at this period of time, and I think it is because how close you know the season's drawn nearer, and nothing really has got completely over the line yet. Yeah, um, that's what that's what happens in this part of the city or this part of the world, Mark. That you always compare what's going on. If you're a Rangers fan, you you will look at what Celtic are doing, and, and vice versa. And Craig's saying there that you know he, he's happy enough that John Suter signed on, and obviously Rangers have extended the deals of a few players, but when they're seeing Celtic signing a third player. It looks as if Jota will be through the door. Then they'll start asking questions of why there's not more business getting done at Ibrox. Yeah, uh, fans are like that. Um, quite uh, right to be like that, I suppose. Celtic needed that. Celtic needed a rebuild. It was never going to happen just in one window with Celtic. So that explains why Ange Postecoglou is getting this done pretty quickly. For Rangers, in fairness to Van Bronckers, he maybe what Craig's saying there, he maybe looks at his side and sees it's just a team that's got to the Europa League final and most of them are still there he may look at that and say well I would love to add one or two but I'm pretty content with what I've got just now so that there is no rush for me personally I said last week I, I'm a bit with Craig here because I think you still need to refresh things you, you can't stand still for too long and I think Rangers have done that over the years if you look at that starting 11 from Rangers from Steven Gerrard's time who were successful and then through when Van Bronckhurst came into the Europa League final much of them are the same starting 11 you know you get one or two that'll come in now through injury but it's always the same ones that are kind of coming off the bench as well and same players going to the well so I do think you need fresh faces and about the building just to push the ones that are there or just to liven things up a bit and I believe that Van Bronckers will be doing his best to get them in, but we've seen transfers these days are so complex that it's not just a, a, a matter of, you know, here's a contract, this is Rangers, come and sign for us, and everybody's happy. We're, we're chatting about the selling clauses with Celtic there. All these things have to come into play. But the one thing is, Craig's right, This four weeks to the season starts, you want your team in prime fitness for three weeks. That last pre-season game will probably be a shadow squad. The work's done before it, probably a week and a half before the last game. You want your full start in 11. You want to have it in paper and know who you're picking for that first game at Livingston. Well, thank you to Craig. 0141 951 1025. Give us a call now and you could be up next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 if you want to get in touch. I was just looking at Twitter earlier before we came on air. Hearts had a, a friendly that they were doing updates from over in uh, Spain. I think they were playing a, a team from Gibraltar, Europa FC, I mean you, you don't want to read too much into friendlies at a 4-0 win for them but I think it's always nice as a manager when one of your new signings comes in and scores in his first game, Alan Forrest got a couple of goals in that game, oh, good that must be a, yeah. a good feeling for Robbie Nielsen to see a player that come in be. and grab a double Only ever experienced that Andrew on Football Manager <laughs> <laughs> when I used to have a signing and he came in and I was proud as punch when he scored a couple never quite happened to me So when you're Bar- Barcelona manager? Barcelona manager signed somebody for like 50 million He came in and scored a double Exactly Some nobodies then, yeah. in pre-season uh, no, Good on him uh, Listen A good player And I think he's got a big future I think that'll be a good move for Hearts 01419511025 Let's hear from you Sahid is a Celtic fan Up next in Strathbungo Sahid What are you thinking tonight? Uh, I'm thinking uh, Everybody's talking about Celtic's incomings A bit outgoings They need to get rid of Bowen Bolongoli off the of wage bill They need to get rid of Alvina Yeti off the of wage bill I think Mikey Johnson needs to go out and loan. And there's a few other players I think that need to go out and loan as well. That There's no point sitting in the stands week in, week out and just getting your money. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, Celtic are certainly bringing players in, Mark. But that has been uh, an issue for Celtic maybe over the past year or so that they, they have had players that have been sitting there and just not involved in squads whatsoever. They've managed to loan out Vasilis Barkas. But, you know, Sahid touches on a few players there. Volleyball and golly. Albion Ayeti, he says he thinks Mikey Johnson could go out on loan. There's a smile of sorrow yep. there as well. We've talked about Christopher Julian, so there is quite a few players that I was yep. going to say Ange Postacoglu, but it's not really his job. It's He kind of identifies who, you know, he doesn't he's think enough. he's going to play. And yeah. then at that point, there's staff at Celtic that it's their job to, to try and move the players on. That's exactly it. I mean, some of those players are a hangover from before. Ange Postacoglu get in it was Ange Postacoglu's job to assess those players to try and use them to nurse them through to a position that he's in now and some of them played a, a small part I mean some of them came in and, and done nothing and probably worsened their case but he's made his decision um, again a lot of this is for me 50-50 the player has to be the driving force as well if they're sitting there at Celtic Park and although it might be on a good wage the drive has to be there for them to say to their agent, go and contact the club, tell them I'll accept X amount to leave and go elsewhere. The the downside for Celtic if the player just sits back and goes, Listen, I'm happy here. I, I'm I'm not shifting unless I get what's due to me, then that's an entirely different situation. I think the manager and the coaching team will be desperate to shift a few of these on because it's not money coming out of his pocket to pay their wage. But in terms of training and putting on a session and a competitive session, it's difficult when you've got players hanging about that maybe bring the session down and maybe don't give what's expected of them um, to push others around about the place. So I've no doubt you'll have this list pretty similar to what you've read out there to try and move on, but it's not easy. When you bring in players for big money, Christopher Julian, seven million, Albion Ayeti, five million, Vasilis Barkas, five million, when they're then not a part of the squad, it's not that easy then to try and get them out on a permanent basis no. because when you spend big money on a player, they're gonna come in on big wages as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and that is a problem because 
One, where are you going to recoup some of that money in terms of a transfer fee? Well, the answer is, you're probably not. Your best option is kind of like the Julian uh, situation, if that went through, that you, you own that a club big enough to pay their wages or the majority of their wages, and then you might get the option of selling them the following year if they do well there. Um, but again, not easy to do. I mean, that's... The people you don't see at Celtic Park standing on the touchline, this is their job. The people upstairs and behind the scenes, these guys work incredibly hard to make the contacts to facilitate some of these moves and they've got their work cut out this summer. Sahid, you've talked about a few of the players that you'd like to see go. Is there any in particular positions that you'd like to see Celtic strengthen above the uh, business they've done already? Uh, a, a striker would be good to back up for Kyogo and Yakamakis, uh, and maybe an attacking midfielder. Tom Rogic is, is gone and yeah. Celtic haven't brought in a replacement. Is that an area you'd think Celtic do need to strengthen? They probably will, you know that. I mean, they've got. I think they've got plenty of attacking options. I, I really do. I mean, Kyogo and Jackie Marcus to lead the line. Maeda could fill in that um, number nine position as well, although he's better off a side. Tom Rogic leaves a hole, but many people have commented that Matt Riley looked like a ready-made replacement mm-hmm. for him. What if Matt Riley gets injured though? You know, where where does that lead you? So I think there is scope to bring someone else in. Whether that be, I've said it before, a holding midfielder that can release Callum McGregor into that attacking position. But you don't want to leave yourself too light in that area uh, in terms of that Tom Rogic did so much for Celtic. You know, it came up uh, with the goods in so many big games that even Matt Riley, how good he was, it's going to be very difficult to replace Rogic. And we spoke about it with the left back position. You need competition to push Matt O'Reilly in that that position as well. So I wouldn't not surprise me in the slightest if Celtic are looking for a player that can come in and challenge in that spot. Sahid, do you think this is a squad from what you've seen that's been put together so far that can you know challenge in those Champions League group stages and, and make a good uh, account of themselves? I don't know about the Champions League because you've got your teams like Barcelona and all that. Near one touch football so good. That you know, watching is uh, breathtaking. So, yeah, I hope so. I hope we can. Yeah, because Ange Postecoglou has that clarity mark of knowing exactly what competition he's going into, what competition he's buying players for. But it's always going to be tough for a Scottish team going into the Champions League group stages. You need the luck of the draw. You need that home advantage to make as as much of it as you can. Well, I wasn't wasn't for me. I find it quite easy. <laughs> I went in there last sixteen twice. So I mean. It's like it's a totally different game now. The gap between these top teams and Celtic is is huge, and we keep going back to it. What Ange Postecoglou inherited last year, the Shelia squad, to have any real mark in the Champions League this year would be a bigger miracle than winning the league last year. Uh, just it, it seems so difficult to do. He's got a good group of players though. If he if he moulds them um, again into a team that's hard to beat. Different, totally different from being attacking and nice in the eye hard to beat in the Champions League well they might be a chance because at the top end of the pitch they have got players that can hurt anybody it's at the back that they were so open in the Europa League and we all know the difference between the Europa League and the Champions League 
is huge again So they need to be much better in that respect Well thank you to Sahid That's all we've got time for tonight Unfortunately uh, Producer Callum through there has got a big smile on his face as well Didn't even get time to What's talk up, about Graham? it Ian Hark's extending his contract at Dundee oh, United brilliant. He's doing a fist pump in there Because oh, he's been moaning all day That they've not been doing any business at all But there we go The Ian Hark's deal He's always moaning that guy about United oh, Just, about, just about everything really But thank you for all your phone calls And all your tweets tonight I'll be back tomorrow night with Kenny Miller and stick around tonight because Callum Gallagher is up next. 